Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 108. Now, in our last podcast, I spoke to you about Jubilee, about Yovel, about the time every 50 years when God says it is time for a brand new beginning. Aren't you glad that God is the God of new beginnings? Every day, He gives us a brand new beginning. Every 24 hours, we get to start all over again. God lets us start every week. After we've had a week of six days, God says, I want you to rest and come aside and remember that I am creator. And then on the first day of the week, we get a brand new beginning. You see, that's what happened and what was typified when Jesus rose from the dead. It was the signal to all that God is the God of liberty and he has given us a brand new beginning, a life that is a resurrected life in Christ Jesus. And that's what I want to talk to you about this time, because when you talk about Yovel, you talk about Jesus. Jubilee, you talk about all of these various Old Testament feasts, Moed, appointed time, and you say, well, what does that have to relate to me? After all, I'm not a Jew and I am not partaker of the promises made to the Jews. Well, you're not uh, partakers of the national physical DNA promises of Abraham and of God's promises to Abraham, but you certainly are a partaker of the spiritual aspects of the promises made to Abraham because you see, by God's grace, when the Lord Jesus died for our sins and rose again from the dead, he grafted us in on the day of Pentecost, on that other feast that we studied, on that other special day that we studied earlier, we were grafted in when the church, a mystery hidden in the heart of God, was brought into existence, an entity that was unknown before this time because, you see, the Gentiles, those non-Jews, all of us who are non-Jews, we were strangers from the covenants. We were strangers from the commonwealth of Israel. We were not part of national Israel. But God, in his great mercy and wisdom, said, I'm going to provide a way for those strangers to be part of my family. And that's what he did in the Lord Jesus. And he broke down the middle wall that separated us, the sereg that separated where Gentiles could go no farther. God said, I'm going to part that wall so that they can be a part of my family. And that's what he did. And he grafted us into the Judaic root and Abrahamic covenant that we were not a part of. And so now we are partakers of those spiritual promises. And just like there's going to be a literal kingdom, there's going to be a literal restoration of Israel. And God is going to fulfill every promise that he made to ancient Israel that is manifest in modern Israel and in future Israel. But we are partakers of a spiritual kingdom, a spiritual reign. And that's why we are now being able to have a deposit of the kingdom that is to come. We are now partakers of the great divine promises that God made to Abraham from a spiritual standpoint because God lives in Jew and Gentile that surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now you say, well, wait just a minute. Where do you have Bible for that? 
Well, I am so glad you asked. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, it's an amazing story. As you know, you're familiar with the passage. Jesus came into Nazareth, which was his hometown, where he had grown up, and he had just come out of the 40 days of temptation by the devil himself. And the Bible says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went throughout the surrounding region, all of that lower Galilee area. And he taught them in their synagogues, plural. So not only did he teach in the synagogue at Nazareth, but all of the synagogues in that area, being glorified, being attested to by all. And he taught them in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom. And I've talked to you about this before. The synagogue was not in the Tanakh. It was not in Leviticus. It was not in the Torah. It was nowhere in in the Old Testament. It was an intertestamental period creation. It was mere tradition. And Jesus went into the synagogue, the Beit Knesset, which was every week, as was his custom. That's right. He kept tradition because it enhanced his worship and his walk with his father. And he went into the synagogue, the Beit Knesset on Sabbath, and he stood up to read. And look at this, verse 17. Amazing. Every Jew would grab this immediately and understand it. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And then he began to quote from Isaiah 61. Now, when you look at that, you would think that Jesus just randomly opened the scroll or someone just randomly opened it. But it was not that at all. This was a Torah portion. You see, the Jews every year after the Feast of Tabernacles, they start reading through the Torah. And every year they read through the Torah as directed by the rabbis and the priests before them. And they have a certain portion, then in the prophets and in the writings, they will have a comparable and complementary portion to read. And this is how they read through selected passages in the prophets and in the writings, but they read through the Torah every year. It's called the Torah portion. And on Mondays and Thursdays, they read the Bible. And then, of course, on Shabbat, but they read through this publicly. And privately, it's the Torah portion is what it's called. And so there is a selected portion from the Torah, a selected portion from the prophets of the writings that complements the reading in the Torah. And so Jesus was handed this as part of the Torah portion. In other words, it was the sovereign hand of God that had this portion on the very day that the Lord Jesus came into the synagogue. It was all arranged. Amazing, isn't it, that God knows ahead of time just what day it's going to be and where we're going to be. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't use means to get us there and that we're robots. Not at all. Because, you see, when God ordains something, he ordains the means whereby it will happen. That's why prayer is important. God said, I know what's going to happen, but it's not going to happen unless you pray. You say, well, I just can't understand that. Well, just look around. And I want to say welcome to the human race if you can't figure out some things that God has done, who can figure out the triune God? Who can figure out that God is a Father, God is Son, God's Holy Spirit, and the same person all in one, yet three? Well, if you think about that very long, you're going to end up in a mental institute. Why? Because you cannot figure it out. And God is above us. He's transcendent. If we could figure it out, we'd be God. And so on this day, when Jesus went into the synagogue, it was handed to him just what he should read, and here's what he read. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And all of that is out of Isaiah 61. And then it says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, that is a reference to Isaiah 61, of course, in our Bibles. And Isaiah 61 is a quotation referring to Leviticus 25, which is the Yovel, the year of Jubilee. You see, that is the year that everything gets a brand new beginning. Everything gets a brand new start. Now, listen to this. Jesus said something amazing after he read this. Verse 20 of Luke chapter 4 says, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now did you hear that? Jesus said, I am the fulfillment of Jubilee of Yovel. I am the one that it was talking about because you see in me, everyone gets a new beginning. If you're in Jesus, you get a brand new start. You get a fresh start and thank God there's not just one start, but God lets us start over and over again. You say, you don't understand since I have come to Jesus and I know that he gave me a new beginning, I've messed up. Again, welcome to the human race, because you see, even as a child of God, you're going to mess up. Aren't you glad that we're not kicked out of the family of God when we mess up once or 10 times or a hundred times or ever how many? You know why? Because our relationship with God is not based upon what we do anyway. It's based upon who he is and what he's done. Jesus is our redeemer. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our fresh start. And in him, we We get a brand new beginning every moment, every second. When we fail, we confess that, we repent of it, we turn to him, and God gives us a brand new star. Wherever you are today, whatever your failures are, whatever your faults are, and you've fallen down and you say, I just cannot get up again, allow the Spirit of God to strengthen your dangling hands and your feeble knees and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and in him you can and have a new beginning. Now that's good news. On the way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.